0: Welcome to Living in the Matrix. I'm Jonathan, and I'm left of center.
1: And I'm rich, and I tend to lean a little bit more to the right. But the bottom line is, is together, we try to look for the balance of what it means to be human in today's world.
0: That's awesome. But you're going to have an amazing year. Like, you really are going to have one of the best years of your career. I mean, here's the thing. We still have six months or or five months, and you got a lot of runway still to even capture more.
1: I do. What I really need to do is I just, I I, Jonathan, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I, as I've gotten older, I I don't have the energy I used to have when I was younger. And I remember how you talk about, you know, you've got this energy that you have and I, maybe I, what I need to start doing is just not listening to any of these feeds, like tap into energy as much as I can. You know, I'm definitely going to go to the, um, after we're done with our call, I'm going to head down to the water get in the sand, freaking feel the sand, you know, get grounded, soak up the sun. You know, I've been getting up every morning and what I have been noticing is I don't need as much coffee anymore. When you do an ice bath and then you use the sun to wake you up and you look at it and then you oh God, yeah. do meditation. I mean, I've been averaging a cup of coffee every fucking day and that's it. And yesterday I didn't even have coffee. I had. What did you food. normally have? What do you normally do? Well, normally I'd have a cup and a half or two cups, right? So okay. most yeah. people have roughly two cups of coffee, maybe three cups of coffee, right, in the mid-morning, mid-morning. And then mm-hmm. my, my friend, Peter, he'll have coffee all throughout the day, and then he'll have an afternoon one. And a lot of people like that 3.30, right, freaking pick-me-up. Classic, right. you go to the, you know, the, the the watering hole at your workplace, and then you're, um you know – you're digging in yeah, and then you having that. I, I just
0: went to Phil's, man. I I had a fetish for Phil's. Phil's Coffee, if you don't know, is just this – I don't even know if they're national, but Phil's is this ultra-high and they have what's called a filtered soul, sweet and creamy. And, oh, my God, it's so freaking good. I yeah. can't pass one up or buy one. But here's the thing. So, actually, let's get started because uh, this is – I know we're already talking about it because we kind of prep for this life hacks. So this episode, we want to talk about life hacks and what Rich and I have gone through. And uh, if you can comment, let us know your life hacks. Think about what yeah. yours is. We would love to hear because what we are realizing is you can hack yourself and you can learn Kung Fu. You can, th- this hacking process works because your brain is malleable. And that's the beauty of it. Is, I, is so. Uh, let's start with diet, Rich. What have you done this year for diet?
1: Yeah, let's talk about that. So the first thing that I want to talk about in diet is not necessarily what goes into my body, but what doesn't go into my body, right? So that means different well, intermittent- way to look at it, right? Yeah, yeah. So diet involves time frames and and what you take into your body and what you don't, right? So you and I both discovered, and I've known about intermittent fasting for some time, but I really got more serious on it this year, maybe even after I heard how much success you had again. Mm-hmm. And again, the idea of intermittent fasting is this concept where you deny yourself any kind of caloric intake. And that means any kind of caloric intake. That means you cannot have, um, you know, let's say a, a glass of juice. So some people think of fasting in terms of liquids, But when you're doing intermittent fasting, for all those who aren't familiar, you're actually taking a 12, 14, 16-hour window of your day, of your 24-hour period where you're not having any kind of caloric intake. So a perfect example for me, I would start my day at noon, I could have my meal, and then I would go till 8 o'clock and I would stop. And you're supposed to stop cold turkey, that means not a shot of whiskey at 8.30, nothing and so anything but water Anything but water.
0: but water yeah
1: anything but water or you could have oh, um, you could have tea. tea or coffee yeah green tea. No, you you like can't
0: coffee black yes sorry coffee you can't right yeah. the
1: purist would say you can't even have um coffee because there, it does something to your metabolism but most people that i know feel totally fine with doing that and then if yeah. you want to go one step further i've talked to a lot of people who say if you have less than 40 calories so meaning like if you got a dollop of half and half in your in your coffee because it's Painful to drink your coffee without it, don't let that kick your ass. And again, boys and girls, let's not be legalistic about things. If you can find what works for you, then absolutely go ahead and do that. Now, of course, what's important to realize is when you do your intermittent fasting, and let's say you're going from not 12 to 8, but let's say you're going from two to eight. You've only got six hours, and that's what you were doing um, for yours. If you Mm -hmm. decide your first meal is going to be in and out double double with fries, and then you have a mid-afternoon, you know. You know, peanut butter smoothie with 900 calories, and then you finish off with, you know, a piece of pizza and like some ice cream. That's not the 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 plan, boys and girls. The plan is keep your caloric intake um, low. Jonathan, you had a really, really good um, methodology. I think by starting off with a smoothie, and I think that's really good for a a stomach that's kind of shrunk up to introduce it. Kind of a. Well,
0: what are you doing? I'll tell my stuff. What are you doing?
1: Yeah. For me, what I'm doing is I'm doing a combination. So I, I like a protein shake that's actually not a protein shake, but literally either coconut or almond milk with something called carnivore complete. And this is basically beef tallow. It's um, grass fed beef, right? It's protein derived from grass fed beef. It's got organ meat in it. So it's got um, spleen and it's got oh, heart
0: for complex. Wow. And liver. No, it's not complex. It's it protein base. Is it protein, is it, uh, protein yeah, or is it more
1: breastfed stuff, fallow, uh, you know, tallow and and so you've got healthy fats and it tastes delicious. So that's one thing I'll okay. do. Other, other than that, I'll do maybe I'll do sushi or I'll do a poiable. bowl. I don't have the same kind of um, rigid methodology that you do, but um
0: and then I'll have nothing I else don't have a rigid methodology uh, anymore. I'm really lax right now. Okay. And Good. What, the way so I do uh so I do I basically do 1030 over the last four months. I've done 1030. I have a I start with a glass of water, just replenish, because most people wake up dehydrated. So I've learned take drink a glass of water to start, give your body that energy. And that's really been nourishing. I I actually start to crave it. When I wake up, I'm craving that glass of water. And then I hit a, a uh, quick there. Um, yeah.
1: Have you, have you considered ever adding lemon to your water and, or a pinch of salt and maybe even a little apple cider vinegar.
0: So, um, I've done the apple cider vinegar for a short term fast, but I've never okay. done a long term. That's actually a really good idea. So the
1: lemon concept comes from a detox. So there's something about lemon in the water, especially with just a little bit of warm. And then something about adding a little pinch of salt helps with the electrolytes, right? Cause you're getting your sodium yeah. And I've been told that's great. Most people just do salt and lemon, but a little apple cider vinegar, there's something about what it does to the pH of your of your body and helps kind of balance things out in the morning. But, but a lot of people don't like that taste. So a little lemon, a little bit of salt, and maybe just a touch of honey, if that makes you feel better. And that's yeah. typically, you're introducing a few more kinds of small micronutrients in your body that helps give you better uh, um, against the toxins.
0: You know what? I... I think I've just kind of done a pretty dumb man versions. I've just kind of winged it. Yeah. And I watched uh, a guy on Instagram who talked about just his – he did 12 to Uh 6 and he did a protein shake for lunch. And I thought, well, that's an interesting idea so I could load up on my proteins. I have never done that in my life. I've never done a protein shake ever. And my body responded to it really, really well. And I have completely dialed into my perfect shake – That I can have every single day. And I absolutely love it. It's a. uh, It's a banana. Mm -hmm. Banana with a far. It's a fair life chocolate. I get them at Costco. And I put that in. And then I do a PB. Chocolate version. uh, Protein powder. And I probably would do. What would be considered. Three large tablespoons. I do a lot of protein. And then I do a squirt of sugar-free chocolate and then ice. I pack it with ice. So it comes out as a, as a thick smoothie. Oh my God. It's so good. I love it. And it tastes, it's like my perfect combination. And I realize you said something in the beginning is that everybody has their own thing. I think that's the interesting thing that we're learning as a species. Everybody has their own way And you have to find that way that works for you because Sean, who we interviewed, uh, he does not do vegetables and he is an advocate against vegetables, but I love vegetables and they nourish me. So it's interesting. Everybody, keto worked for me. It worked good for my wife. It worked great for me. And intermittent fasting really works for me, but I have friends who it doesn't work for. So I think that's the key that I'm learning is that I'm tailoring it completely to me and I'm practicing what is working and what's not. I listen yeah. to my body. That's all I do. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that I'm still working up towards is a sense of exercise. Uh, you know, I, sur- I wake surf on the weekends with my friends, but I don't do it. To- I walk for 45 minutes with my dog every night. That's my only exercise. It's yeah. not enough, and I can tell.
1: No, that's going to keep you away from getting a heart attack, um, and, uh-huh. and but it's not gonna, it's not gonna break you through that next level. I think where you want to be. But yeah. it's okay. I mean, it's you're not going to die of a heart attack. That's the most important thing. Is you know, um, are you are your joints you know in good shape? You're not hurting yourself. But um, why why would you feel like do you you, you kind of feel like you, you might want to up it a little notch, maybe with some um, high intensity you know or some, some other pushups yes. and stuff.
0: And it's not because I have to, it's because I realize if I do, I will have a greater sense of, um, I don't know, the simplest way would be say human experience losing 35 pounds. I realized was a shitload of my trauma that I carried around for 20 years and I let it go this last year. And it's weird living without that 35 years of trauma or however long it was that I let go of. It's like, Oh, I've got all this renewed energy to be super creative, uh, to do, to excel at my job. Uh, like I'm leading one of the most important projects in our company software right now. It's super fun. Yeah. And it's, so I think the more that I realize I invest in myself the more returns it gets because I've never, the truth is I've never worked out in my life. I'm mm. not a workout. I used to play soccer all growing up, but once I got through college, I stopped playing. So I haven't exercised in like 30 years. Wow. Well, and you well, exercise like that's one of you've always exercised, right?
1: I kind of have. Yeah. I, um, I was never really good in high school sports. I did cross country and I broke my arm and so you were a runner. Yeah. Um, my dad and i i think i did my first 10k when i was maybe 13 um 12 or 13 um my sister did it when she was 9 so that's impressive so my dad got me a real pair of nike's which we didn't we didn't have brand name shoes i was kind of poor when i was growing up so he got me a pair of nike's which is really amazing and yeah i ran that and then i did a lot of hiking when i was in boy scouts right and so i've always loved getting out in the trails and and doing um calisthenics and and stuff like that so um you know, and then a little weight training while I was in co- while I was in high school, right, as you know, uh, to, on the football team. And then I did a little bit more in, in, in college. And so I've kept some of that muscle memory. Have you but kept a steady,
0: steady exercise routine over the last 30 years?
1: I wouldn't say steady over 30 years. I'd say uh, I was very intense um, in about 2000 and um, – god, actually 1996, 97 um, – Doing a lot of creatine and working out with uh, a local buddy of mine when I worked for my early days at ADP, I always had a gym
0: membership. Um, what were you going yeah. for? Were we going for bulk? or were we going for lean
1: with a cut? Yeah, I was going for bulk back then. I was I was going to get strong. I noticed and look at some of my pictures back then, like my wrists and and, and neck and and other parts were, were bigger, right? And wow. now I look back and I go, I rather just be very limber and have good stretching and just be yeah. strong and not be a like a uh, um, meathead
0: right yeah so one of the life hacks that i am learned that i learned on instagram uh that i haven't tried yet but i actually really want to try is, so there's two actually that i am looking at as one is the wim hof breathing uh-huh. wake up method so it's basically super strong uh inhales or deep inhales for third 30 repetitions and then your 30th repetition you hold it as long as you can. And then yeah. you do that five times. I'm I'm like, that one's attractive to me. Like it's have a you sense tried it? of, it's, have no, you tried I haven't it? tried it yet. No, I it'll, have not. It
1: will make you feel like you're going to pass
0: out. It makes you almost a little dizzy, a little high, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. Oh, I could totally believe that. Almost like yeah. uh, <laughs> a sense of loss of oxygen. It can oh, yeah. No, it's,
1: it's good. Give it a go. Uh,
0: and the other one was uh, hopping. So this guy I saw, and it just seemed really simple. I thought it seems like a good sense of somatic exercise. He just hops I mean, shakes his body. Yeah. So he, he hops on his uh, toes and uh, shakes his body and he lifts his shoulders up and down. And it's just, it's almost a stretching exercise, sure. but it gets your body moving. It gets your energies. And he says it moves your chakras from base to upper mid so because yeah. by exercising your body it moves and i'm that's another thing that i'm learning about is the sense of energy centers or what they would call chakras that mm-hmm. that to me is interesting i don't know enough to even be smart uh or healthy i've got to really learn that but it's it seems intriguing because you can connect it to where parts of your body that move there's almost like sections and yeah and that's an energy center so we should have shown
1: back on because he's got a deep uh, understanding of the, of the chakras. And then I had a healer. Um, remember we had a guy named Byron Yates on um, and his friend and I knew him well was, I mean, for, for at least, you know, few, few months. Um, his name was Scott. He's the one who took who his own wife, up. his wife, Becky as an actual um, she's, she's uh, a, a kind of a, a magnetic healer, right? So you lie down and she sees really? the colors and then she sees if you're grounded and then there's, 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 kind of like resonance where you're actually doing exercises afterwards to kind of stimulate the skeleton and they focus wow. on that stuff. So she can actually see those kinds of things. So maybe, maybe we'll have her on in terms of, um, cause it's about healing, right? We're, aren't we talking about stuff that can heal people and she can help get rid of, um, stuff. So, but yeah. totally different, it's, it's, yeah.
0: You know, I, I realized that again, going back, everybody has their own thing that works. And I really wonder if some medicines and practices work locally, like, because they worked for a local narrative that was happening. It's interesting because everywhere you go, I, so I met a guy talking about healing. I met a guy when I worked at city team who had brought a man back from the dead. I mean, yeah, that's kind I of heard, a free thought.
1: That. I'm totally skeptical on that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and all the people had validated it. Like he, there was a whole thing that it, they documented. And, but I was like, well, yeah, that's, we're
1: not talking like two days, three days in the grave. We're talking about,
0: uh, he came back to life and he was no, dead. But how, long was he,
1: how long was he dead for?
0: Eight hours.
1: Yeah, it's solid. I mean, it's not like he was out for like a half an hour or like there was something yeah. going on. And then he came back. He was out. For, he was gone. He was pronounced dead for eight hours.
0: And he's probably, I will say this, uh, he's probably the most, uh, probably the most anointed people. One of the most anointed people I've ever met personally. Like I met uh, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. I had dinner with him for a business dinner. And he was probably one of the other ones. He was like, you just knew something vibrated out. Now I understand it as a vibration. He was another one. Uh but yeah, it was uh it was an interesting experience. So
1: yeah. I want to go back to something that you'd mentioned, and it's I I think we we were talking about what works for you, right? Yeah. Keto might work for some people, paleo for others, keto? meat only. I've I've tried keto and it, it's a pain. Um it seems easy work. at first. Well, let's just talk about keto just for, uh, for 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 35 seconds. You could get up in the morning and you have bacon, eggs with, you know, right. grass-fed butter and you could have avocado and maybe a dollop of salsa. And it's like, okay, that's cool. There's breakfast. Then you move to lunch. Okay, I'm having a chicken salad tossed on olive oil, a little mustard and some other kinds of, you know, sides, you know, maybe a little bit of cucumber whatever. Awesome, mm-hmm. right? Dinner, salmon, salmon. Poached right. with broccoli, yada yada yada, and you're like, "Hey, that feels freaking great!" And how many carbs is that? Actually, that's not even 25 carbs if you think about it. If you add it all up, it's probably 18. Right. You know, t- and then then what you realize is you do need some carbs. But then what you start to find out is it just doesn't feel as good. You eat yes. that much, and it just doesn't the same way. And you're missing something in the back of your mind. So that's the problem with keto. But going back, I think the biggest thing for anybody is called consistency, Jonathan. There is something mm-hmm. that when you make your bed every day, or you get up every day and you do that workout, or you get and look at that sun, or you meditate, or you you pray, or you you do some form of something that gets you into that different zone. There's something to be said about the consistency, and and as ice baths, when you get out there and you do that one, two, three, five times a week, you realize. It's the hardest thing you're going to do that day. And then your rest of the day is good. So I think what I'd love the audience to understand is find out what works for you. If it's not working after six to eight weeks, try something different. Um, so, you know, obviously consistency doesn't always work depending on on what you're putting in your body. If you consistently eat McDonald's uh, with fries every lunch, even though you're not eating breakfast or dinner, that's probably not ideal either. Right. So, um, for you, I think what was key is that having that smoothie every single time, you know, and, and and being consistent, right? So, again, you said you weren't rigid. I'd say you were very rigid. Having a six hour window is badass. And always doing that that smoothie is also badass. And I think you probably got your mind to look forward to it, but going, you know, um, not 12, but going 16
0: hours, right? You're going. You know, no, what you're, the-
1: do, you're doing 18 hours. You're doing 18 yeah, I hours. Doing eight hours
0: one, yeah. hour I window. do about, I think I do uh, about. 15 or 16 hours now. Yeah. That's um, okay. You know okay. what it does? Here's one of the most interesting side effects of fasting. So from an intermittent fasting standpoint, yeah. I try I try not to eat after dinner, which is typically about six, six 30. Okay. And what I notice is, is that if I wake up and have my glass of water and then I have my protein shake for lunch, even if I um dabble like have a piece of salami or cheese or something just a snack dinner is always amazing mm. like it magnifies the quality yes. of my dinner yes especially if i go out to dinner it's like oh wow and if and what i'm recognizing is that's one of the deep values the deep lasting values yes. is it makes you appreciate things more like that's what i love about it is it makes you appreciate things more when you the, the things that you already have. So I yes. think that's the thing that's been blowing my mind the most is with fasting by by removing yourself from having everything I want. Cuz I'm, you know, I'm a fairly I'm an upper middle class white male. I could have a lot of stuff and I realize I don't need everything. I just need to enjoy what I have. And I yes. think that's been the biggest side effect okay. that I've really been learning
1: it is enjoyable to break that fast and, or to have that real meal of the, the, the first real meal of the day. There's something to yeah. that. right?
0: Um, yeah. so the shake different. is a liquid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It fills you, but it doesn't really fill you because it can move through your body a lot quicker. hundred percent. down. So, yeah. and I, I, and I have started, uh, uh, grounding Sean, uh, my Sean Patterson, the doctor Sean Patterson, that we interviewed. He and I were talking about grounding, and what I do is I lay on the grass for five minutes and stare at the sun with my eyes closed. So I kill two birds with one stone, putting my eyes directly in the sun and um, grounding my body. And I can't tell you how I think the basic principle about letting light in just generally pays off in spades. No, it, it seems pays like- off in spades. <laughs>
1: critical. I'm, I'm going to go out down to the beach. And I think there's something special about um, the sand too. I mean, the sand is like, cause you're literally tapped into that freaking ocean, right? I'm surrounded by concrete, you know, with a little bit of a patch of grass, right? Just like probably you are at Discovery Bay. And I, I think when you see like Jack Cruz, he's in the sand every day and he's walking along that beach, then he's, and he's looking at the sun, right? As he's doing it and he's probably processing his day. And I think, I think it's amazing. So you know, that like, even when we talk about like what we do in the morning, I mean, I try to get up for, you know, in the morning I have that water. I also like to stretch. So we talk about like my, my, my day, there's a set of stretching exercises I do with my hip flexors, my, you know, quads, my, um, lats and other parts in my hamstrings that I learned from my son. And I really appreciate that. And then I do my, um, then I do my, my meditation for 20 minutes transcendental meditation yeah every day yeah oh yeah that's freaking awesome i I almost do it twice i i i I try to do it twice a day there's been a few times here and there where i don't but i do i i haven't missed a day except maybe once you look forward to it i i do there's something that happens in there with your head that you look forward to it it's really cool jonathan um but then after that that's when i then i get the coffee going and then i head out in the backyard, stand on the grass, look at that sun perfectly coming through. And they say that you really want to get in that sun and that first hour or Mm -hmm. hour and a half when it rises, because that's when the minimum UV comes in. So, you know, obviously if you're exposed to the sun, um, and you're at the beach and it's noon, that's great. But the optimal time for viewing, you know, getting that peripheral, um, light is, is, is there. And then, you know, um, I don't, you don't, they say you don't have to do ice baths every day, right? They say, try to do cold showers as much as you can, but ice baths, you only need two to three times a week. And so we can talk about some of the benefits of that and then, or some supplements that I'll also take, but that's kind of how I start my day off.
0: Nice. Right, so how often are you doing the ice bath? I think what is like 11 minutes a month you need in oh, an ice
1: bath? I uh, will do th- uh, between three and a half and five minutes every session, depending on how wow. cold it is, right? So, if it's like forty two degrees, it's hard to do five minutes if it's thirty five yeah. to forty five degrees. but if it's fifty fifty to fifty nine degrees i can I can hang out there for six minutes because it's it's kind of a breeze these days.
0: Um, okay, so for those of us who have not gotten there, mine is still sitting in my shed. I haven't gotten on that train yet, dude. I haven't. It's an ice problem. I'm giving myself that it's freaking 107 degrees outside. So it's going to be impossible to keep it cold. Uh, it's so to I haven't jumped in yeah. that wheel, but for those, for those who haven't done it, what's the first 10 seconds like <laughs> it's hell
1: you, um, you know, you're, you're getting in there and your knees, you know, and your, and your feet and everything's starting to get really cold. And then as you slowly la- lower yourself in, you're trying to not have a heart attack, literally. And,
0: do you have a slow I'm, approach or do
1: you just get in? Well, now I just go straight in, right? It literally okay. takes me one and a half seconds to drop into my neck. But in, in the first time you do it and you watch this happen, it might take four, five, ten seconds for people to slowly creep in there, but it doesn't do any good just to do that. But what? But the hardest thing is even if you do plunge right in, that first few times you do it <laughs> – you've got that breathing. That's it just, it just takes your breath away, right? That's what yeah. ice therapy does. But the benefits, according to this Brecka guy that you and I both follow are, um, first of all, if you can get to doing it, it's going to reduce your inflammation uh, of, of muscles and, and and your body. It's going to increase flexibility. It's going to also do something. And what Brecca talks about is it's called a cold shock protein. And what it does is it sends these kinds of things into your body to make you almost immune to getting sick. So Wim Hof not only of course does his breathing method, but he's also a famous ice man when he hasn't been sick for a long, long time. And doing that puts his natural immunity. Now there's something else that happens is with that cold chalk protein. I believe it also helps shred fat. And there's something about what it does is that it just helps you burn fat faster. Maybe that's because you're breathing out all the time. And then lastly, there's something called brown fats that's different than the lipids that you, you and I have around our midsection that they're under the, you know, they're under the skin itself. And supposedly when you do the cold therapy, it spins up the mitochondria and helps the mitochondria work better. And that's, we all know how important really? the powerhouse of the cell is, right? So yeah. um, doing cold therapy helps with that.
0: Wow. Now what's it like getting in now? Cause obviously it's a different experience. You've been doing this for a while. When oh, you get in, how long does it take you to recover now?
1: Okay. So here's a, here's a good thing. Now I'm not a, um, so uh, we watched both. we watched Russell Brand here from Joe Rogan and he's hopping around in his skivvies I know. and like, you'd find a different pair of Calvins, baby, you know, I know. come yeah. on, dude. Um, and so what he does and what is recommended is you warm yourself up slowly. Now Russell Brand just hangs around all morning naked and he slowly exactly. warms himself up like that. I don't think you need to do that because you've got the you've got to really do your day right. So I'm not a purist in that. If I've got to get ready and I don't want to be shaking on a call at 8:30, I will hop in the shower and bundle myself up. You know, in a Patagonia, and people will be looking at me, dude. Why are you all bundled up right now? And I'll tell them why. But if I actually have a little bit more free time, I do like to just let that sun hit me. I dry off, and then you slowly feel it, and you get warm slowly. And that's the best way to, to take advantage of it. That slow letting your body warm itself naturally is the best way to um, to to, to um, take advantage of that. But I, again, do you run around naked? I'm not. A, I'm not a legalist. What was that you were saying? Do you run around naked? I, I don't. No, but I'll just hang around on my towel, or if I got a good Sunday. I'll just let that sun soak it up, and I'll just enjoy it, you know nice too nice, yeah,
0: okay, so what are, you, are your what else,
1: what, what else do you do for a, for a life hack Jonathan
0: so uh probably the biggest one that I think I've put into serious practice is to um approach every situation looking for good and ah. kind of mentally placing myself into a position where what is good happening here because it's really easy so my uh default mode network's first response in any situation is what is to be feared what is to be protected from it's literally doing a scan constantly yes and that creates a pattern that my body does in my autonomic nervous system and what i realize is the more that i hijack that and turn it over to the good the more that i find myself having in a kick-ass experience i love It, it and this is the beauty of love i think is by focusing on the good first like when you see your best friend your very 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 best friend what's the thing that comes up all your greatest memories together that's what bonds you well i realized why can't you do that proactively why can't you proactively create amazing experiences by assuming the best about everybody so well that, let, me, that's
1: probably- let me interject there let's say yeah. you're um, walking your let's say you've got your daughter and she's at school and you watch um three kids beat the crap out of a, a smaller kid and there's a lot of you know sadness going on and and hate um, and you want to protect the little kid and you break them all up
0: maybe mm-hmm. that's
1: a, not a good example, but let's say you see something some some there's some violence on on mm-hmm. YouTube or on the news, sure. or you actually see it physically in front of you bad shit's happening in oakland i, I you know yes. in San francisco people starts stuff's getting broken into so you watch you park your car you watch two people go in there and you're three hundred yards away they bash everything in they take everything out of your car and they take off and there 's nothing you can do about it and you know the cops aren 't going to come How do you? Yeah how do you look at that in a positive light? Or let's say you were actually right there in front of, you caught them red-handed, you're looking at them. How do you turn that into an act of love and are the best scenario in that situation?
0: Well, here's the thing that it's, one of the things that I do is when a situation comes, I look for the worst case scenario.
1: Okay, Okay? you do do that,
0: okay. No, 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 that, well, that's how our bodies are programmed. Our bodies are programmed to protect us. That's what the default mode network does. So my automatic for the most of my life has been, how do I protect myself first? That's the first conversation that's happening in our, in our subconscious. It's our automatic. Yeah. And by hijacking it and like, if you look at your wife and you saw the worst in her every single day, what do you think would happen to your relationship? It would probably go to shit.
1: It would go to shit.
0: If you start with your wife every morning, you wake up and go fucking, she's gorgeous. I love her. And you remind yourself of the best parts of her. What do you think you're going to remember throughout the day? And that's, that's a simple hijack is I start every morning and my body has just started to wake up at sunrise for some reason, every day. Now I I just wake up. I've never done that. I'm an eight o'clock guy. Uh, And it wakes up and I go, it's going to be a fucking amazing day. And it's, that's the, the root pattern I'm trying to create by hijacking it, starting it with. And what I realize is that our base fear always goes to the nth degree to find that situation that we should protect ourselves in. And yes, we absolutely should. But here's the reality. In our day-to-day life, those exceptional situations don't happen very much. And it goes back to the principle, why worry about the things that never happen to you?
1: 94% of them never do. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. So what happens if you get 94% of your life back by assuming starting with good, 94% of the time you're going to be right. Man. That's huge. Yeah. And that's the shift that I'm trying to make on my, in my mind on an activity basis. I wake up, start with this idea that – something really good is going to happen today and I just have to look for it. And when I find it, I realize, Oh my God, life is very enjoyable. I love it, man.
1: Also, honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to call it a mind hack instead of a, a hijack hijack to me. Sounds like a little bit of pejorative. So I'm going to
0: call it a I mind. Like, hack. I like mind Jack. It's uh, it goes back to, uh, one of the things that I learned uh, last week is, um, Dr. Dispenza has the idea of a mind movie. Yes. And I think that's why movies are so powerful is we see them in a dark room and it's like we're looking at our mind's eye and it's, that's the same thing that happens mentally inside. We are seeing a movie in our mind when we close our eyes and you can actually script that. Yeah. You can that's say, cool. this is what I'm going after and practice focusing on that. And the idea is that you attract the energy to that. By making it real today, so I, think I, I think that yeah. I, the, the what I've learned is, I'm benefiting in a un, in a very profound way by beginning to shift my thinking that way. I'm I think it's that. huge,
1: man. No, and you've and you've proven it. Your your lifestyle, your success, it, it's all lagging at lagging indicators of what you do day to day, right? that this is what people, this is why it's so hard to change habits and stuff like that. It's like, it takes time and effort, but repetition, and then you'll see the fruit of the labor later. And I think you're living it right now, man. And I'm starting to see some of it too. I'm starting to see some of the benefits of my meditation and the manifesting as well. I just need to do what you've been doing and, and, and turn off the Twitter because you're absolutely right. You can see something new and negative every freaking day, whether it's You know, Mitch McConnell staring out in the in the starlight, you know, in the middle of a press conference, he just goes dead silent, right? Right. Diane Feinstein starts to read the bill and like, dude, just say I. Oh, okay, I'll just say I. Yeah, just say I. Okay. I (laughs) we, we should not have Biden should not be in office. Fetterman shouldn't be in office. McConnell shouldn't be in office. And Feinstein shouldn't be in office. This is where I start to go down that path. Half the Supreme
0: Court shouldn't be on the Supreme Court anymore. What's that? Half the Supreme Court shouldn't even be on the Supreme Court anymore. (laughs) I mean, there's so much corruption. It's almost like, are we living in strange times? We are in the matrix, dude. It's like-
1: The guy's the talking about non human biologic, biologics. We have non-human biologics that we found. And that comes up right when, you know, they just do the interest rate and Fed now, right? So it's a PSYOP. I mean, they actually there's do an image. Do you think it is? Do you think it is? Image on there's an image for the last 80 years that show where all the people who have been talking about UFOs come from. It's ninety-eight percent the United States. A little bit in Puerto Rico. There's a little bit in the UK. That's it. There's like barely anything across the globe. I'll, I'll share with you. It Literally, the entire United States is the only freaking country that's worried about UFOs. Now, does that make any sense to you?
0: <laughs> so your deduction is that it's a PSYOP. It's a total kind of psyop. Dude, dude,
1: these okay. these are freaking really intelligent people and they just happen to crash, right? And we've got dead bodies and they've
0: attacked. I mean, no, dude. What is if, it what is it hiding? What 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 do you think the narrative that they're trying to distract people from is? It? Because well, distraction is good.
1: Technology, right? So you know, Skunkworks found something that's gonna help us blast the Soviets into nothingness. And that was huge with uh, obviously the Cold War, right? Oh, we like Roswell and I was in the fifties, man. And, and in the sixties, I believe it's like, we found this. It's like, Oh, we could find the new secret weapon. We're just going to reverse engineer it. We're going to, you know, put it on our freaking on our planes and we're going to take out the Soviets. Right.
0: And so here's how, you know, here's how, you know, it's a PSYOP that the government, it's a PSYOP if we don't hear about it in a year, like yes. you can't drop something like that and just expect nothing to happen. It's a PSYOP if it goes away. If it stays and lingers, I don't think it's a PSYOP. In other words, if – but here's the next question. Okay. What happens if the evidence is actually released and they show us the body? What would you do if they showed us the body?
1: The next thing you're looking for is, is that a fabrication, right? I mean, it's like there's the Loch Ness Monster. There's the Bigfoot. Everybody's got these little images and everything's, you know, used to like X Files and stuff. But
0: the problem no, is, no, you see right, the body.
1: I mean, you I, I, see I can the say body. You've got it. You can say it's that's the body, but how do you know they haven't fabricated something? How do you know that it's actually legitimate? Like, hey, we're doing a microscopic. There, there's no carbon life form the same way we have on Earth. This, There's nothing on this creature that has any of the same kind of um, makeup that anything on this planet would have. Like. I guess if you found anything on planet earth, you'd have a large carbon footprint in it. Right. Clearly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if there's, let's say it's mostly made up of hydrogen and some other kinds of weird gases and maybe titanium, then that would be obviously something that would be an interesting, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's, I realize the more that I listen to my own habits, the more that I realize uh, yeah, I've got some stupid habits, you know, and, and, and they're so subconscious.
1: What's an example of a stupid habit?
0: Um, I don't floss, I, I, and I think that's a habit. I avoid flossing, and How you it's, do you have do you have massive fillings and do you have crowns everywhere? I have like twelve crowns in my mouth. Holy got, shit! Yeah, no, no, I'm serious, it, dude. Most. <laughs> None of my front teeth are crowns, but all the back ones are all crowns. I have two top crowns
1: because my teeth shattered eating something really hard. Like like I had like some weird kind of nut once and then I have two back hair, bottom and top, only one side. My, do- my dentist looks at my teeth like they're amazing. But I don't yeah. floss every day. I floss like, you know, every other day.
0: Yeah, and I think um, I think one of my dumb habits, and I have to, you know, take this with a grain of salt because it's with my wife. I don't, I don't really enjoy sitting in front of the TV anymore. I like shows, like if it's really good shows not engross me, but I'm finding that that eight to eleven time frame is my body is like going. There's got to be something more than this because it's too repetitive. I think. I think do I do too. I'm right there with you, man. I think that's um, a dumb habit. You know? I,
1: I spend my time with my wife because she wants to watch something, but she'll watch this, like there's this show about this, this boat crew. Right. And she watched all of the oh, white yeah. and all this stuff. Right. And she's looking for that next series and I'll get hooked on a few of them. Right. I loved um, Yellowstone and 1883 and some really good shows. And we loved, you know, uh, Mrs. Davis, which you still have to watch. You have to watch Mrs. Davis. It's all about love. It's amazing. It's Damon Lindelof who you know from Lost, who also was with the leftovers, but I'm there with you. I'd like to, I'd rather go read in the other room and soak up that rather than, and I'm getting more excited about reading again, right? I've lost it for a while, but I definitely say, you know what? I want to do something that's going to actually pro- give me something, right? And, and I've gotten her in the habit of finishing her book that she's been working on for three years, Jonathan. It's taken oh, wow. her three, three years to read this book. And she's almost done. She's going on a cruise with Ari and her friend Sherilyn, with these other girls who graduated with Ari. And hopefully over the next three days, she might be able to finish the book.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't put books on my on my uh, dresser anymore. I don't read in bed at all anymore. Okay, no so stuff.
1: what 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 would you like well, to do? I listen
0: now? to my books. I do. I consume probably a book every two weeks. I have yeah. an yeah. Auto, audible subscri- subscription. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, and.
1: That's that's a good habit.
0: It keeps me, well, one, I listen to it on my walk with my dog every night and, uh, you know, it's, I focus half nonfiction and I like autobiographies. I like Matthew McConaughey's biography was so good. That's how I found David Artman. You know, it's like just having that habit of reading again. Cause I think I burned out when I got my master's, I read, I think I read 12,000 pages in about 14 months. And oh my God, it was like every week I had to finish a book. I had to read a book every single week and sometimes two and while working. And it was a, it was a brutal schedule. And I remember just going, yeah, I don't want to read anymore after I graduated. And then it became a habit of not reading. And then I realized, oh, I need to start reading again. So I picked it up about two years ago. And it feels so much better reading than not reading. I feel like I'm in a, now that I understand how when I'm in Delta Brain, I can't learn and I slow down, like when I'm doing my walk, I'm able to slow down and, you know, kind of center myself, get into that state of really opening myself to learning. I feel like I am learning. I feel like I've gone to school that is really interesting. You know, that's the value of reading and listening to the book. It works for me auditorially. I know some people like to read. Do you like to read or do you like to listen?
1: I prefer to read because I can also highlight. So one of the things you can't oh, do Oh, I get that.
0: Yes, I totally understand that.
1: Yeah, the audiobook I, I and the problem with the audiobook is like it's good when you're walking. Um, but when I'm like driving and listening to an audiobook, I get distracted, right? There's traffic, there's cars, there's scenery, there's something and and you miss a lot, right? When you um when you're on Audible. So I think if I were to do Audible more often, I would Probably want to do it when I'm just kind of in a zone of walking blindly and not giving a damn about anything else and just you really soaking it up. But I prefer just to open those pages, highlight, and then you can go back and then you can stop what you're doing. You see a word you don't understand. You look it up. I saw ossify the other day, which is to make heart to harden like a bone would or Mm -hmm. it makes things more difficult. Right. And and the term ossify is like, you know, it's it's to do with bone. But it also means to make, I think, to make things harder to do, right? So I'm really? like, okay, that's cool. And you can't do that when you're on Audible. You can't say pause. Well, I suppose you could say, "Hey Siri, what's the meaning of ossify," and then you
0: go back. I regularly stop it. I I, I do agree. That's the one thing that I you can't do Audibly is you can't. You can create a note but it's just what you say about it. It's not like the highlight part. That is a huge thing for my brain. Like it's, it's like what I've learned is, you know, when you hear an idea and you write it down, you're actually imprinting it on your body. And that's the value of highlighting for me is it's almost like you're putting it into yourself. And I miss that because it's hard to take notes in audible. It is,
1: It, it is.
0: Yeah. But I like hearing Especially when it's an autobiography by the actual author, like Rob Lowe's book was so good, it was all about fatherhood, and I just absolutely How loved that it. one. What's that? Which book was that? Oh gosh, um, oh, I'd have to look it up. It's uh, it was I his mean, last that read, one that um, he just released about, about Christians,
1: a year ago. right? Uh, Velvet Elvis, uh, there was obviously um, Sex God, and then um, uh. Then he's talked about something, uh, Love Wins, right? And then he did, did a book on the Bible. So I've got those ones, but I, I've not read his autobiography.
0: No, no, no. Uh, Rob Lowe, not Rob Lowe. Oh, Rob Lowe. Yeah. His book on fatherhood is stunning because oh, it's cool. his, It he loved being a dad. Like that That's was awesome. his, that was his thing, being a dad. And it was a beautiful story of him, you know, sharing how he loved his kids. And uh, I loved it. Matthew McConaughey's was a brilliant book. It really was. It was kind of his take on life, you know, kind of his right on, right on, right on. Thing. I love and that guy,
1: man. I mean, yeah. you just watch Interstellar and you just watch the movies he's in. He's a great actor too. He is great. I just watched The Gentleman last night with Hunter. Uh, that's another, That's a Guy Ritchie movie. And if you haven't seen that, it's really fun. If you watch Snatch or Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, it's kind of got great that. To it. So really good. The gentleman, the gentleman, yeah, should be able to buy Which it on one Amazon. Is that he plays actually a um, he plays a guy who runs a multi billion dollar uh, pot operation in the UK. It's got a little gangster aspect to it, a lot okay. of action, and just it's, it's got Colin Farrell in it. It's absolutely and, and, and Hugh Grant. It's
0: brilliant. It's I've seen that. Brilliant. I actually have seen it. Yes. Okay. Now that you yeah. mentioned that, that was actually a really good movie. It was very interesting yeah so this was actually a really good episode i like the idea of talking about life hacking because one that's a matrix quality you know it's a it's something that the uh the matrix actually intimated at very clearly is that we can hack ourselves and i think we're learning that we can so um i would encourage any of our listeners To share what hacking methods you've used in YouTube or in uh in the podcast comments, please do share what you're doing. Let us know, reach out to us. And uh any final words, Rich?
1: Yeah, I've just just when you said that, I was just thinking about the two scenes in in The Matrix where at the first time um Neo says no, and he just holds his hands out and all his bullets stop in the air and they drop. He starts to think and when you did when you looked at that situation and you try to frame them in terms of love in terms of looking at the best part part of that and then again he goes a little bit further on um and then he actually stops the sentinels right so he's in the matrix stopping right. the bullets right. but now he's in the real world and right. now he's stopping the sentinels and that's like what the hell did you just do dude nobody freaking stops a sentinel with right. just their Vibrations, right, and so it's like, okay, that is the next level, right? Hundred percent.
0: Do you know if the Wachowskis? Uh, I know they built that from, I think it was transcendentalism, or um but were they quantum related? Was that sort I'm, of the core of their ideology? Do you know?
1: I haven't, I haven't gone into detail on the Wachowski brothers and on what they did. I, I do believe they talk a lot about Plato's Republic and okay. the, the, the cave. And that kind of scene that makes sense. Um, where yeah. you tr- kind of try to get out of that s- scenario. But as you know, there's themes of Buddhism, there's themes of Christianity, yeah. right? There's the one, you know, it was like Jesus and he sacrifices, right? So there's so many kind of different angles to it. So um, I think they tapped into a lot. They definitely um, broke into something that is is transformational and I think has had as much meaning and impact on our generation and maybe two generations as, as you can even imagine right I, I think the just the premise of it is just absolutely incredible
0: dude this has been awesome love always love talking to you uh to our listeners uh please comment review we'd love to hear from you and um we will see you next week much love everybody. be well